People text me, don't die every night. But I'm back from the big bachelor party. It was a lot of fun. We were rocking to this song. A little throwback. I don't even know when this song came out. Like the 90s and the early aughts, 2000s, just blurred together for me. I had a great time, though, in D.C. Great to see my buddy Sean, the one who will soon be married. Shot, shotguns, sitting center mass on some clays, drank a lot, played some golf even though I'm terrible and worthless when it comes to golf. But I'll have more days this week to get into bachelor party happenings and what's going on, have a few people in studio to hang out. But tonight we are doing a phone interview. And joining me this evening is a gentleman who... Well, help set up a lot of the earlier phone interviews for this show. See Edward Kelso. Now, you might have heard on Friday on the replay, I believe it was Joe Quirk. Yeah, and Joe Quirk. It's because of Kelso. And so many other guests because of See Edward Kelso. He's a, now a writer and editor at news.bitcoin.com. He also co-hosts a podcast on the bitcoin.com podcast network it is called blockchain 2025 and we have kelso here this evening to discuss what might and uh, well first sight it might not appear to have any connection to cryptocurrencies such as bitcoin might not have much to do with his daily job but there is a connection between cryptocurrencies and the revolution going on in money and the second amendment and the right to bear arms. Turns out they're brought together by way of a 30-year-old Texas arms dealer, Cody Wilson. You might have heard of him in the news lately. And his company, Mr. Wilson's company, Defense Distributed. Kelso has, well, a history with both subjects. I've been following Cody Wilson myself for a while, so has Kelso. And Kelso has written hundreds of articles on both subjects, especially in the crypto space, even writing a profile, one of the first among those out there writing in the blog space, in the online space, about Cody Wilson and 3D gun printing. So without further ado, I've done a lot of talking here. Kelso, what's up, man? What is really going on? This is an honor, Joey. Man. It is an honor. And, you know, just to (laughs) let folks in on it, we've, like, kind of talked to each other and you know, shared views and made jokes for years now online. This is the first time we're actually hearing each other's voices. It is It is a bit strange. Well, see, now I have the advantage of having heard your voice for, for many years. Oh. If you have, you've not heard my, my lovely voice uh, as, in, as until now. So, 
man, it is fantastic to talk to you, especially on your own show, man. Congratulations. It's belated, but congratulations. I, I love it. I love this show. Well, thank you so much. And it'll be a year, September the 11th. Um, and it's well, that's a great date to have started. I remember it. Sure, sure. Hurricane <laughs> Irma coming through. Of course, you know, I remember as well. Yeah, yeah. It it was a, it's a good time, and I I have to thank you for helping me out early on with bringing on so many guests over the phone. Um, Man, that was fun. Yeah, that it's, was fun. You you gave me the excuse to you know reach out to some of these luminaries. Um, yeah, that fantastic times, man. I'm, I'm glad it's worked out well. Well, it sounds like things are working out well, though, for you at Bitcoin.com uh, and news.bitcoin.com. Um, oh, I was reading through or just in scrolling through how many articles you've been putting up, and some of it's uh, op-ed and opinion, some of it's mm-hmm. you know, straight news stories, what's going on in the space. But I reached out to you, I guess, last week or two weeks ago and said, do you have anything on Cody Wilson? Strike while <laughs> the iron's hot. So I, I'm yeah. going to start there. Uh, when did you first discover Cody Wilson? When did he come on your radar? Um, right about the time that um, he and Amir Taki, um, another uh, uh, kind of radical figure that's kind of lesser well-known, uh, but a, a pioneer in the Bitcoin space, um, joined forces. I was on a, on a mailing, an email list called Unsystem, and this guy kept popping up um, talking about uh, wanting to create a wiki weapon. And he was obviously a fan of, you know, Julian Assange and everything else, but uh, he was incredibly articulate. That's the first thing that struck me, because people's writing, especially um, in a 2D, you know, kind of uh, email space, can really tell you a lot about them. And uh, Cody, right off the bat, he just impressed it. You know, the vocabulary, the references. Um, so I thought, oh, this guy's good. There's some there there. And I kept listening, kept paying attention. He started to make the circuits, and all of a sudden, boom. Uh, he went on a, I think it was in either Indiegogo or GoFundMe, and was <laughs> uh, was going to take the maker movement uh, to a whole new level. Um, if, if I'm getting too jargony here, just stop me, have me explain stuff. But um, the the 3D printer movement uh, is often associated with uh, mostly with with uh, the maker movement. These are hobbyists and people who love to you know make tchotchkes and and all sorts of wonderful things. Yeah. And 3D the 3D printer was you know, uh, just a natural extension of all of that. And, uh, boy, they did not anticipate one Mr. Cody Rutledge Wilson <laughs> by by a lot. Uh, Cody was a, uh, at, at the time, he was a University of Texas law student of some regard. Uh, he's actually by way of, of Arkansas, um, central Arkansas, and um, uh, considered just naturally bright guy, just kicking much butt at UT, which is not a... a you know, a, a schlub law school, by the way, oh. <laughs> a pretty, 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 you know, renowned one. And he's doing very well there. And I guess he had some sort of wild hair with a friend and they're talking politics. Uh, you know, how do we effectuate the world a la Julian Assange? And uh, somehow they arrived um, rather mystically on this on this 3D gun idea. So he goes to GoFundMe and obviously that's immediately shut down. <laughs> uh, but sort of the Streisand effect begins to happen to this guy. So the more they, they sort of push on him to suppress him, the more the story begins to spread. And uh, in those early days, it was amazing to watch. He went from, again, just some F-kicker from Texas to, you know, the world's most dangerous man in about a year. 
Right, and it's interesting to me because I recently watched the, the sit-down Cody Wilson did with CBS News, and, uh-huh. and watching him uh, just run circles around that reporter, it reminded me when I first saw him doing interviews with like Reason and more libertarian <clears throat> outlets, and how, number one, as you say, he's Cody Wilson is incredibly articulate. He's very well-read and knows what he wants, which makes him a dangerous man, regardless of 3D-printed guns. But the aspect of Cody Wilson that's always stuck with me is that, you know, you and I both have written a lot about, you know, freedom in the libertarian space, even uh, anarchist literature. We've written um, a lot about new technologies. I've talked a lot um, for a living, obviously. But Cody Wilson realized you can talk, you can protest, you can write all you want, but if you create something, a new technology, people can talk to their blue in the face, but they can't, they have to actually wrestle with the tech. This is not a salon. This is not a parlor trick. The man has stepped into the world. He has has affected your life whether you like it or not and that was uh one of the imports of the uh, the interview you just uh, cited wow uh, that well-coiffed interviewer goes in there and I don't, I don't know if you maybe look at it again or, or maybe listeners will uh, from cbs young very good looking reporter guy goes in there and he's you know got all the standard arguments cody looks like he's been up for about four days his eyes are swollen right. and uh i guess he gets under uh the, the the interviewer gets a little bit under cody's skin and he just cody's just like no you, I, you're not going to ask me to change my politics or adjust my politics to this new reality. You're going to adjust yours. <laughs> and I don't think the American public is quite used to being talked to that way. In other words, you can march, you can shout, you can cry, and you can run around. Reality has changed, and according to Cody Wilson, gun control is dead. And this technology certainly suggests that, but... Yeah, as yeah, I was reading one of your op-eds earlier today. Maybe we shouldn't be uh, too confident in the ability right. of governments to shut things down. So I, I first want to mm-hmm. go to what you write about all the time with the cryptocurrency space and, and Bitcoin. I mean, government hasn't completely stomped it out, but no. it, it certainly, if I think of cryptocurrencies start to take over even more than they already have, you would have the federal government of this country, or as they've already done in places like China and Mm -hmm. other countries, they will be outright trying to ban things. So, I mean, how confident are you, number one, in the cryptocurrency space that governments won't find some way to destroy it? Right. So we have to kind of separate almost immediately right now. My opinions from the opinions of Bitcoin.com, we are a very very radical company and uh if you want we can get into that as well sure um but uh i these are these are definitely my opinion um i'm an employee and i love it there and everything else but i don't want to you know say this is the company's opinion when you ask me about the future of crypto and relative to uh to government uh, regulations that is the question right so right now we have the commodities future trading commission and the securities exchange commission kind of vying for jurisdiction. Um, at first, they didn't want to touch it at all. Um, and now that it's kind of moved into um, futures, which is kind of a big deal on, on Wall Street uh, with, with the Mercs and, uh, and so on in, in Chicago, uh, it's gotten a lot more mainstream attention. They still don't see, they see it as kind of a, 
sort of the plaything of, say, terrorists, you'll hear this all the time, stereotypically, <laughs> um, drug dealers mm-hmm. and sort of the, the deep web. I don't think they take it very seriously. And at least in their public comments and even in um, uh, some of the private memos that, that we've managed to see over where I work, um, they, they still kind of think it's just a bunch of really unpalatable white guys, um, you know, in their mother's basement. But, um, like you say, China has woken up to it. Um, to a lesser degree, Venezuela um, has uh, actually issued their own uh, state-backed crypto. Um, there's more talk along these lines in places uh, they're trying to get out of U.S. Uh, sanctions like Iran and uh, even, even Russia. I've heard the crypto ruble, believe it or not. But as far as the ability of the U.S. government to squash it, yeah, it, um, this is very controversial in our space because everybody seems to think that Bitcoin is the honey badger. You, you know, you can't destroy it, doesn't care. <laughs> I, it, it can't really destroy it. So it, it could bring it down to about five cents a coin. Right. Um, it, could, it could kick the, the, the doors in of like the coin bases and uh, some of these, uh, these exchanges. Um, where, where Bitcoin is no longer Bitcoin, it, it's sort of getting on the onboarding and offboarding into government money and into exchanges and so on. That's where they could really have the biggest impact. Um, ultimately, the cat is out of the bag. Uh, there is no bring. You can destroy Bitcoin, but it's just kind of like they took out Napster. Now you have a thousand different <laughs> right. uh, variations on that theme. So, um, uh, I guess my nuanced answer is yes, they could kill Bitcoin effectively, but they cannot kill crypto. It's impossible. And this goes for, you know, distributed blueprints of how to 3D print a gun. Mm -hmm. But before we get to Cody Wilson and and the government is already starting to move towards him, and especially because I think guns make people, they get people riled up more than, say, currency (laughs) talk. Uh, Yes, sir. But an example I've seen that you've given where the government made an example of somebody, and it's a way to crack down on things, is it's Ross Ulbrich of... Oh. Silk Road, and what did they do yeah. to him eventually? Essentially, um, again, this is another very, very controversial topic, especially in our space. Oh yes, um, Ross. Um, Ross was was a, a uh, another kind of you know kind of crazy genius who created uh, essentially a website, uh, a dark web. Uh, I hate even using that term; it's so cliche. But um, what they would call now dark web or deep web. Uh, website through the Tor browser called Silk Road, and he's alleged to have been its mastermind known, um, the avatar known as uh, Dread Pirate Roberts. And essentially it was like a, an eBay for let's say services and products the government uh, looks askew on. Mm. Um, so it could be uh, uh, illegal drugs um, and, and these sorts of things. Well, the government has essentially pinned him as the mastermind behind it and sort of the, the leader and the ringleader and so on, and uh, charged him with, um, with basically, you know, racketeering laws and all sorts of drug laws and so on, and um, threw some stink in there uh, about uh, uh, some nefarious, you know, murder-for-hire charges, which they later dropped, right. uh, actually recently, uh, out of Maryland. Um, he, he was, he's the example that they're setting, that they're trying to set anyway, um, of what happens if you dare, you know, because it's such a powerful idea. And Ross, to my way of thinking, and, and to a great many crypto enthusiasts thinking, he really is the go that gives us Bitcoin. 
Okay, so we have obviously the, the Immaculate Conception, the, the Satoshi Nakamoto <laughs> bringing it into the world. Right. But Ross shows its use case. People begin to use Bitcoin to subvert and get around, um, you know, these minders, really. So they can ingest the things they'd like to ingest and sell what they want to sell. Um, a lot of studies and things that I've seen have said that it actually reduced crime because people who would normally have to go out to the street to get their drugs or whatever now could just do it, you know, anonymously and, and, you know, you know, relatively safely. I'm using bunnier quotes as I talk to you with my hands. <laughs> um, but the idea being that, you know, I thought he provided a really wonderful service. The government disagreed with me vehemently and now he's doing double life, no Ooh. possibility of parole. He was just, uh, the final, uh, maybe not final, but the last uh, hurrah was the Supreme Court refusing to hear his case. Um, go go to, because we don't have enough time and we could spend 14 shows on this. Go to, do, do me a favor if, if you're interested and you should be, because uh, it does affect you. Free, R, I'm sorry, F-R-E-E dot, sorry, I'm going to start that over again. Free Ross, F-R-E-E-R-O-S-S dot org. Go there and they've got uh, everything you could possibly want to know about his case. The ins and out. His mom, um, the Saint uh, Lynn Ulbrich, is yeah. day in, day out. She didn't ask for this. Uh, she's uh, dragged all over the country and and so on to um, to try to help her son get out of it. But uh, it is a it is a tragic case. He's five. I think he's five years in right now. Um, brutal stuff. And there are people who've done far worse. Far worse. Um, you know, I don't really care about your opinion, not you, but uh, generally uh, the opinion of people on the prison system, but this dude did far worse than, you know, murderers get out 10 to 12, rapists in 15. This this dude didn't hurt us flee as far as we know. Well, he and created just, a, a website yeah. that was a market and it yep. subverted the government and they made an example of him, essentially. Man, yeah. did they ever. Did they ever. Double life, as you said. And the reason I, I bring up uh, Ross folks, and again, freeross.org, is because it looks like, th I don't think this current federal government is quite there because Cody Wilson with Defense Distributed was able to strike a deal uh, with right. the Trump State Department, but the current lawsuit that is trying to shut down Cody Wilson, there let's just say there are a lot of people at the state government level across the country mm -hmm. and people who would love to have the levers of power in Washington, D.C., who would love to make an example of Cody Wilson in the same way Ross was made an example of. And that's where I want to sort of circle back to Cody Wilson. And he, he kind of proves the concept of a 3D-printed gun. Um, and it becomes more refined as the days, months, and years go on. Um, that it is a legitimate form of technology. You can use mm -hmm. a high-quality 3D printer, and it will fire bullets. It does work. Mm -hmm. And so it gets to a point where... He wants to share this like anything else, like we share music, uh, like we share information generally in, uh, in many ways how we sometimes share code and do open source coding. He wants to offer up blueprints for 3D printed guns. And I want to know now from you, what is the reaction of governments initially to this idea? At first, they didn't actually seek out courts, which was interesting. So the Obama State Department basically sent him a letter, which doesn't sound all that awful, but uh, they basically said that he potentially was in violation of, and I have to do this from memory now, the International Traffic and Arms 
regulations, the ITAR, hmm. which is <laughs> sounds really scary, and it is because for each violation, I think it's a million dollar fine or something like that in hmm. 20 years. Yeah, so I get that letter, and I'm shutting down websites. I don't care about any anarchist movement. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys, I'm, I'm not going to be a martyr. That's for damn sure. So um, Cody, you know, goes and uh, does that. Uh, he, he just goes, okay, well, yeah, I need to take this down. He does that, but then kind of immediately pivots to the Bitcoin space, which we'll get into with Amir and Dark Wallet and some of those projects. But then starts Ghost Gunner, which is like a, a, a milling machine, um, a CNC mill, just like a smaller version of it. And he just sort of kind of keeps the name alive, keeps defense distributed alive, and he's trying to make some money so that he can eventually, believe it or not, sue hmm. the Obama State Department, uh, which he does about a year or two later. And, um, yeah, then they drag him through district courts. He loses uh, the Fifth Circuit. He loses. Uh, the Supreme Court, they, they refused to listen and, and remand it back. So it, from my outsider, you know, non-legal sort of layman's perspective, I thought, oh, he's toast. He's right. Not. This is it. We're never going to get it. And then um, there's there's some interesting history legally uh, that I found um, back when PGP, pretty good uh, protection, um, sort of the encrypted software that a lot of us use uh, right now, uh, Phil Zimmerman and then uh, Bernstein and some of these other guys, um, were actually sued right along with Cody back in the 90s under the ITAR, dragging through the courts, and then the Clinton administration settled with Bernstein and basically classified encryption uh, and cryptography as sort of a speech issue, right? Right. So I I believe now this new Justice Department and Trump, uh, the Trumpkins, um, I believe they looked at this and went, you know, we the State Department could go to the Supreme Court and lose the ITAR you know, under this speech, just under the merit. So we better settle with this fool, because if he keeps pushing on this speech issue, um, he may get something he wants. So I think they went to Cody, and as a big, you know, you know, resu- you know, taking stuff off his shoulders, basically said, look, dude, uh, we'll give you a license to put these, uh, to put these uh, under federal firearms license, to put these files up. Uh, you drop your suit, we'll help you pay for some of the legal costs. And, you know, we can go back and, and not have to worry about, you know, losing these fights um, on a very much more deeper legal level. So that was pretty much the case going into, what, August 1st-ish? Right. Uh, he was allowed to put him back up. And then, then kind of interestingly enough, the states rose up. So he, he had one big dragon to fight. Now he's got 50. So now 20 states, 2-0. Um, rose up from Washington, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Uh, I can't list them all, but uh, especially Washington, where that dude is um, basically sued the Trump administration for Russian dressing on their salad. I mean, he's sued him so many times, it's crazy. Uh, but in any case, I guess they sort of loosely associate now Cody with that. So what is hilarious is that they brought, hilarious in a sad sense, the Washington um, uh, attorneys general there uh, brought this suit, what's called a temporary restraining order, TRO, to to, you know, to have him take down the files yet again, which, of course, Cody did, and basically listed Pompeo, the current Secretary uh, of State, as they defended along with Cody Wilson, which is <laughs> so delicious, I can't even... I mean, it just makes me feel so good. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so now Cody is facing 20 different lawsuits. Um, the various... The, you know, sometimes they'll bring him into two different courts, two different times, so he's He's got to fight all these dragons, and 
you know, I sort of hinted at it before, and we'll get deeper if you'd like to, but um, there's no one else that's going to do this, right? right? So, like, if you sent me a letter, or not you, but the, sent me a letter, that's the last you'd ever hear of Kelsey, right? I'm not going to go back. I'm, I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my life. This dude, right, he was in law school, and he's smart. All the inducements are for him just to kind of move along, keep it going. He probably could have had a, a career in politics. Certainly would have made a, a boatload of dough. Yeah. Going forward. He drops out of law school. Right now, he's the one dude in the United States. I, I wish I could say it was a group and there's all these other people. There's one dude fighting for 20% of your bill of rights. And he's, it, it, there's no, there's, he's not going to do anything else. So he could go on and cure cancer, right? When he dies, his obituary is going to say, the guy who created the 3D gun that wanted to kill children. Like, that's how it's going to start, right? So yep. he, there's no there's no getting away from this. He's associated for his life. And now, you know, he's in this uh, ginormous battle. But he had a really wonderful response that we can get into, too. I just feel like I'm talking too much. Oh, no, no, not, not at all. <laughs> but I, I, I love... And we'll have to recap this after this break. And again, folks, we are talking to C. Edward Kelso. He's a writer and editor at news.bitcoin.com. Also co-host a podcast on bitcoin.com's podcast network. The podcast is called Blockchain 2025. And I, I just love this story about Cody Wilson in the sense that he initially loses a first big battle with the Obama State Department, and you think he's done. But he retreats in a strategic way. He retreats, and he's just collecting his funds. He's remobilizing his efforts. And the idea that now that the State Department, who he slays, is now a defendant along with him against this hydra of the states, it's just remarkable. It's an incredible story. And to me, it really is a... uh, not just a Second Amendment issue, but a First Amendment issue, and that's what scares the hell out of them. Um, mm-hmm. So, Kelso, thank you for recounting this, and we got to hit a quick, yes, quick break here before we hit this break. I want to tell folks about my good friend Eddie Bader. He's down at the beach with his lovely wife, Susanna. Oh, Toto got it wrong. It should have been Susanna, not Rosanna. Um, It's Susanna. Happy early birthday. It's her birthday tomorrow, but I'm not here just to talk about Eddie Bader and his lovely wife. I'm not here to talk about how much I'm going to enjoy eating pizza with Eddie Bader on Saturday and drinking a cold one. Now, Eddie Bader is a real estate agent, and he is with the fine folks, including Bo Goodson himself, at the Goodson Group. And they really want me to tell you tonight, I mean, if you just want to buy a home as a first-time home buyer, go ahead and give Eddie Bader a call, 322-0662, or visit thegoodsongroup.com. If you want to sell your home, maybe buy a bigger one. Again, 322-0662. But if you are looking to really invest in your future, this changed Eddie Bader's own life. He did it for himself. And you want to invest in rental properties because there's a lot of turnover here in the River Region, a lot of military families coming and going. So if you want to rent out property, give Eddie Bader and the Goodson Group a call because they, as they find places for you to buy, will also be looking for renters, tenants, to be in the home before you even close on the deal and own the place. That way you will have money coming into your pocket immediately. And if you don't want to go through the hassle of being a landlord who manages the properties, they'll also manage it for you at the Goodson Group. It's a win-win-win-win-win-win all around. 
So again, give Eddie Bader and the Goodson Group a call. 322-0662. 322-0662. Happy birthday, Susanna. And visit thegoodsongroup.com. Coming back, we're going to continue the story of Cody Wilson in this brave new world of technology and the relation between freedom, government, First Amendment, Second Amendment. What's not the love? We got Kelso on the line. Hold on, folks. Joey Clark. As I said, a story told. Baby, now I got the flow. Cause I know it from the start. Baby, when you broke my heart, that I had to come again. I'm sure you that I'd win. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome back. thought this song was appropriate for tonight. One of my favorite, favorite Muse songs. Uh, Defector. And on the line, we have a man, well, who's documenting a Defector of sorts. Cody Wilson of Defense Distributed, but the man on the phone is C. Edward Kelso. He's a writer and editor at news.bitcoin.com. Also co-host the podcast, Blockchain 2025. You can find that on the bitcoin.com podcast network. And if we have time, I'd love to hear about some of your uh, podcasts, Kelso, and what goes on there. <laughs> um, sure. But let's pick up where we left off. Essentially, Cody Wilson, his, as soon as he comes up with Defense Distributed, essentially free without charge you're not making guns you're just making gun mm-hmm. blueprints anybody can download a blueprint it can be created by a 3d printer and the obama administration almost like uh, an entitled emperor or king goes oh, enough with this we already have international rules against this shut it down <laughs> so seemingly like a good boy cody wilson shuts it down but it's really a strategy. He it's asymmetrical warfare. He realizes I don't have the resources to fight him now. So we'll come up with new products. We'll keep the brand alive. I'll reorganize, gather myself, gird my loins, and he brings a fight, a lawsuit against the State Department. Loses several more battles in court until the federal government, now run by the Trump administration and Mike Pompeo in the State Department, realizes, oh crap. This man has a point that this is not just a Second Amendment issue. This is a First Amendment issue. And thank the gods, Kelso, that the First Amendment still holds a lot of weight with most parties in this country. I'm starting to wonder. I I have to be completely honest with you. Uh, I do not like cynics, and uh, I've spent the bulk of my adult life trying to battle my inner cynic. But um, anyway... Yeah, uh, the First Amendment is. It's, it's this case has posed a real challenge for uh, what I loosely group together as, as American progressives. Um, they're you know obviously they're they're anti-gun and oh, yes. they want to confiscate guns and and you know they'll they'll tell you to the blue in the face. No, we don't want no. Want to take your guns? You can hunt and. You can, uh, you know, go off for sport and all that stuff. And what's really difficult, what's the sort of the hard pill to swallow um, for American progressives, and, you know, also conservatives too, but especially this this cadre, this group, is that 
the Second Amendment, I'll get to the first in a second. The Second Amendment is not there for sport. No. Okay, it is, it is there to defend against the tyrannical government. And it sounds crazy. It sounds black helicopter. Alex Jones sounds all that stuff. Listen, it's <laughs> the whole reason we have this country is because they shot government agents. Okay, I, that sounds, I'm not advocating for it. I'm not saying that should happen. I'm just telling you what the history of the Second Amendment is. That's why it's there, fellas. Now, the, so that obviously is a non-starter for American progressives. They are famously, however, pro-freedom of speech, or they used to be. Um, one wonders now with some of the campus stuff happening. But, um, True. Uh, but anyway, you know, let's just go on the stereotype that I'm most familiar with, um, that they are pro-freedom of speech. Well, now you've got this guy, and again, you'll hear these, these stereotypical accounts of Cody and 3D guns. He's selling 3D guns to the baby! No, he's not. <laughs> he's, putting, he's putting up blueprints. Um, look, you know, th- there is, uh, just to, again, tangent one more time, there is a, uh, what, what we loosely call the rifleman culture in the United States. It has been around for 200 years at least. Uh, these are tinkerers, engineers. These are badass people. Yes. Who, who just, they're scientists, you know. They, you know, obviously they're demonized and everything else, but uh, this is super interesting stuff. Um, lots to get behind here. Physics, mechanics, math. It, you know, you just go on and on and on about it. And um, I was personally raised with, with you know, being comfortable around uh, guns and being a Southern Californian. That's very, very unusual. So I'm kind of a, a unicorn in, in, a, in a bastion of people who would really like to do away with guns completely. So I'm familiar with sort of both sides of it. The First Amendment... It says Congress shall make no law. Okay, so not four. Well, what if it's really important? <laughs> not two. You know, three is not a big number. You know, three. No law, right? Zero. Congress shall make no law, and that has pretty much been the standard. I mean, obviously, there's some hiccups in in, uh, in legal history uh, for the bulk of, of the United States has done this well with you know, relatively speaking. That's where Cody has has really won the day here because he's. <laughs> right after the the case, okay, so we you kind of recapped all the um, all the legal woes he went through, and then finally got the the deal. Well, then he got hit literally the day he was supposed to August first. He was supposed to put up these these files again uh, via the State Department license. He got hit with a temporary restraining order. Well, right away, some wag took the blueprints, cobbled them together, did a create space on um, Amazon, and put up put them up as a book. <laughs> now, now what are you going to do, stupid? Now what are you going to do? Like, like, uh, you know, what, uh, hello? Like, you know, we, we can get... Look, you, you don't have to be about guns. This is what I try to get across because, especially in tech space, we have a lot of people who are progressive and, and they, they just they feel guns are icky. And I get it now. Yeah, like, sure. I get it. Uh, totally get it. And, um, you know, I, again, I'm one of these weird people that grew up with it. So it's not... That it, it the, the the mystery is gone for me. I'm I'm sort of acclimated to it, but I, I get I get I get why people are troubled by it. But you're going to tell me I can't. I'm I'm going to go buy just because you tell me I can't. That's the kind of person I am. Sure. So like, if, if you tell me, you know, the government says you can't have this information. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm going to go buy it now. Okay. And that's what they, <laughs> Amazon, of course, took it down, <laughs> which is a whole other conversation. But the, the point stood. Right. It's actual. Uh, it's like burning a book. You want to tell me I can't publish this information? Mm-hmm. 
And it, it makes it very clear. That, that's why I laugh so hard. That it's not like a esoteric, like this is a 3D printer blueprint to create a gun on a website most people haven't even uh, visited, at least in mainstream right. America. No, if we want to make it clear, you like your symbol so much, here it is. All this really is, is speech in book form. And anybody can read it. And as you pointed out earlier, there is a long tradition in this country that if you have the means to do it, you can create and craft, machine your own gun, 3D printer or not. That shocked. Okay, so every four years, the, the American electorate has to be, you know, re, <laughs> re-catechized, as it will, mm. uh, as it were, because of the, uh, the um, you know, we have an electoral college. It's not one person, one vote. Right. Well, now Cody has kind of kicked him in the head by saying, and he'll, you'll hear him say this uh, in interviews, look, I'm sorry you didn't understand that we've had this right to make a gun for yourself for 200 years. I'm sorry you didn't know that. And I'm sorry your politicians were too dumb uh, to know that as well. But this is, you know, change the law. You know, change, you know, ban freedom of speech. And Cody has said, I'm going to shut down your internet. He's, he's looked you right in the eyes and said it. I'm going to get these fools to do that until until you understand this is about something much much deeper. So you can call him a gun nut, you can you can you can dismiss him all you want. But <laughs> we'll get into what happened post August 1st, what happened on um August 27th. Uh he completely changed the game. August 27th, 2018 is the day gun control died in the United States. Well, and I know it's a big statement, but and what scares the government the most, folks, is gun control to the extent, it, and it does exist in this country, but to the extent mm-hmm. it does exist, uh, the government regulates guns the way they regulate most things. They go after the people with the money, and in particular, they go after businesses. Yeah. Uh, they regulate manufacturers. So imagine, folks, and this is what 3D printing will continue to do, not only when it comes to guns and firearms, but everything. You now, in your home, can manufacture most anything. And that means that it's very difficult to regulate. It isn't one big building or headquarters in somewhere in the nation. It is a box that you buy and can plug into the wall. And there you go. And then using the Internet and free speech, you can create pretty much whatever you like. And mm-hmm. this scares the hell out of them because they do not know how to approach it. It is nothing like the regulation they have passed before. Um, Mike Lee and... The senator from Utah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't always sing his praises, but somebody in the Senate tried to propose a bill banning the distribution of online <laughs> 3D printer blueprints. And Mike Lee said, you know, I haven't had a chance to read this whole bill, but what about the First Amendment, as you've already pointed out, Kessa, that says Congress shall make no law infringing the freedom of speech? And so I'm not going to support that. And I think it's it's amazing the the circles and the knots the brains of civil libertarians on the left must be going through right now. Mm-hmm. Because, again, Cody Wilson is not creating guns. He is showing people information. And if they so choose, they can create a gun with a 3D printer. Now, the, there was, because the states who are all for regulating gun ownership, and in this case creating one yourself, rose up, sued 
not only Cody Wilson, but also now his fellow defendant, Mike Pompeo. It's, uh, that is just so funny to me. A former awesome. adversary is now in bed with you uh, by way of the, of the courts. They essentially put a restraining order on him, saying you can't put out these blueprints. Yeah. As you noted, we had other people. The, the blueprints are out there. They're on the Internet if you look hard enough. So, But Cody backs off. But he makes a move, as you just hinted at, on the 27th of this year. What did Cody Wilson do? Still complying with the former restraining order, but he had another asymmetrical tactic up his sleeve. <laughs> so I reach out to the dude, right? I'm thinking, oh, this is terrible. Cody, what's happened? C-Dub, what's going on, my brother? You okay? <laughs> and he's just, he's kind of laughing at me. And, uh, you know, we're talking just for a minute on the phone. He goes, just, you know, chill, just relax. And I'm like, What's going, you know, what's going to happen? <laughs> you know, now you got 50 states coming after you, brother. He goes, listen, listen, listen. because you've been supportive, because the uh, your your company, Bitcoin.com, has been so supportive, I'm going to give you exclusive. You know, he wanted to talk to me first, but I was like, you know what? Uh, we've got this uh, uh, podcast uh, uh, called Humans of Bitcoin, and it's sort of this longer form. You can kind of stretch out, let your hair down, and we've had, like, um, our, our, our mutual friend and, and mentor and, and really spiritual guy, Jeffrey Tucker, on. We've had a whole bunch of people on. Yeah. And um, so I suggested to Cody, hey, why don't you go to Humans of Bitcoin and, and do it there since he would have the full hour to kind of talk this through. And so, boy, does he wait. He waits to the very end of that show. And he says, uh, I could have given you these files all along. These people are stupid. <laughs> I could have done it. I held back for years. Because I wanted to make the government essentially hang itself, and I'm thinking, "Must this guy's got chip on his shoulder, boy?" You know, and I, this is even tough talk for Cody. You know, and I'm like, "What is he going to do? Like, is he going to go to jail?" You know, I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" And he goes, "I'm just going to sell it to you now." <laughs> and my head almost exploded, Joey, as I heard this. I was like. I don't want to cuss on your air, but I was like, oh, my effing Lord, right? <laughs> That's it? That's it? Because I was looking through the decision, and the judge basically in Washington affirms that Monday, August 27th, he just affirms the temporary restraining order and goes, yeah, you know, this guy's a menace. This Cody Wilson guy's a menace. This is going to hurt the community. On and on and on and on and on and on. No, no, he's not going to. No, absolutely not. I find all of his arguments unpersuasive, you know, you know, GTFO. So, but he gets really specific in the last page of that final order saying, now it goes without saying that Cody, if he'd like to, could mail it to you, could send it, you know. And then Cody just looks at it and goes, okay. August 28th, <laughs> a Tuesday, he calls a press conference and tells the world, hey, you guys want it? It's online. You name your price. Uh, you can buy it for an AR-15. And he says, all, all the magic buzz phrases that we'll get the American progressive to literally explode. Right. Um, and uh, he says, yeah, you can, if you want it, I'll, you know, we'll put it on a, on a USB drive for you. And as he's sitting there, he keeps kind of, you know, maniacally looking at his, at his cell phone. <laughs> and they're asking, well, how's it going? He goes, well, it looks like we got a thousand orders just at the start of this, this press conference. Um, wow. Yeah. He, he, he actually says to us on, on our podcast, Human is Bitcoin. He goes, you know, fellas, I'm going to put these online and sell them. I'm going to make millions of dollars. And these files are going to be out there. And you need to go back to your stupid attorneys general and ask them, why are they wasting your tax dollars fighting this case that they have no business? The files are going to be out there, whether you like it or not. 
Now, he's still fighting. So <laughs> the, the awesome thing about Cody is that he could have sat with Shrug, you know, given up, let them have the moral legal victory, the precedent-setting victory, and just gone on to sell it, right, made his money and, you know, did his thing. He's doing both, which is probably the biggest middle finger ever erected to the United States federal government, you know, arguably since Ali refused to fight in Vietnam. I, I, I feel this strongly about Cody Wilson. So you may not like his politics. He may have said some weird things here and there. But there's just no one else like him. He's he's the right. best of, the, of that millennial generation. Um, if you have just two quick shout-outs. So he's got a book, um, a memoir of sorts, called Come and Take It. Um, that is well worth buying. He's a fantastic writer, and, and I don't I don't say that lightly. Um, it's a memoir of that that the sort of the initial beginnings of all this, why he did it, and so on. Uh, fantastic. The other shout out is if you want to kind of see behind the scenes as he's going through uh, these appellate processes before, right before the State Department um, settles with him. There's a documentary by uh, Adam Balalau, um, the guy who did the Carter on um, Little Wayne. Um, he did a, a documentary on Cody called The New Radical. Hmm. Very worth, very worth seeking out. Um, gives you all the behind scenes of uh, Cody's involvement with uh, you, so lovely tied it together with uh, the Ulbrichs and um, all that good stuff. So there's no one like him. And, uh, you know, I, I think if you support the First Amendment, which we haven't really hit on <clears throat> too much yet, well, we'll get into more, I guess, and you support the Second Amendment, you, you need to get over to Defense Distributed, DefCAD, dot com you know buy a patch um my company uh, bitcoin.com our uh, ceo roger veer um is a ginormous supporter of this and when he found out that cody was was uh having to have that battle that legal battle over 20 states uh roger uh, veer our ceo of bitcoin.com he pledged a hundred thousand dollars in bitcoin cash uh, as a matching for anybody who donates to cody's legal fund wow. and um i think he's already raised Three hundred some odd ninety, three hundred eighty thousand dollars in about two weeks. So if you go over to freedom. Bitcoin. Com um, and you donate uh, Bitcoin Cash um, there to Cody's fund, uh, Roger's going to match it. So um, lots of great stuff happening. This to me is our fight. <clears throat> the the crypto people, uh, the two A people, the freedom of speech people. And again, we haven't really connected the crypto side yet. Um, but this is our fight, man. This this really is. Well, and this, I think, does have ramifications for all these spaces. I mean, just personally, as somebody who talks for a living, I mean, if you, you can take down somebody freely giving out information exactly. online, am I now a menace to society for talking about it on the public airwaves? What if you say the wrong thing? Yeah, it, it is It is a slippery slope of the worst kind, folks. And just out of a freak out, you have to adjust your politics, as Cody Wilson said. Yep. You have mm -hmm. to adjust your politics. And how does, as somebody who covers the cryptocurrency sector and space so much yourself, how what are the ramifications? Why does Roger Ver put up that money uh, to help out Cody Wilson? Uh, Roger is just you know, I'm obviously I'm, I'm a shill, right? I'm, I'm, I'm on the payroll, <laughs> but I, I don't have to say this, right? Uh, he is a heroic figure of Randian proportion. So if you're familiar with Atlas Shrugged or the Fountainhead, this dude is Hank Reared, okay, in the flesh, right? Um, so I, I admire the guy just backwards and forwards. This is not a popular stance. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> you know, when you have Barack Obama crying after Newtown and you have, 
you know, uh, rightly, parents, you know, who are incensed by uh, what they consider to be out of control uh, guns, uh, very emotional. And, and you have literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people on the mall uh, asking for a complete and utter ban. You know, probably the best thing for your company to do is sort of stay out of that fracas. Right. <laughs> or support it, right? Um, Roger goes against that, exactly. On principle. Now, what does that have to do with Bitcoin and crypto and, and all that stuff? The arguments are eerily similar. So what you usually hear about guns is, well, why do you need that? I mean, why, why do you need X amount of, uh, of, of ammunition? And it, So why do you need an AR-15? And, and why do you... Uh, uh, so why do you need, you know, and they'll just, you know, bah, da, 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 da. and you need to register that, and we need to know who you are, and we don't know how, it's on and on and on. Well, now let's go to cryptocurrency. Hmm. I've heard the exact same argument. We have money, Kelso. It's the gut. The United States, all my money's already digital. I just take my ATM card, boom, Jesus floats it all around, and I can get my good stuff, right? <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Why, why do you have that cryptocurrency? Why, what? what? What are you doing with that crypto? You're going to be your own bank. Who are you? You need to register. It's very, very similar. And it's the same impulse. It's that, again, I'm being unusually hard on progressives. Um, the American progressive impulse to, to go towards prohibition, you know, mm. on and on and on. Whether it is, you know, outlawing booze, that was one of, I mean, it basically kicked off the, the progressive era, um, arguably. Um, it's just, you know, they're always going to do something for your own good. Yes. And, you know, you're thinking guns, well, that makes sense. I don't want, you know, the idiot down the street shooting, you know, because he gets mad after the, 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 the Raiders lose. But on the other hand, now they're saying, I think quite literally, they're saying you are not adult enough to read blueprints. Nanny government needs to get between you and Mr. Wilson so that you are not allowed to. That should insult you on just about every fundamental level. But regardless of what the literature is, you know, I'm, I'm not even getting into that. And then, as you know, the Second Amendment, I believe, is fundamental. And to be honest with you, um, the NRA is so people like to always pay. You're just an NRA shill. Well, to be honest with you, the NRA won't touch Cody Wilson, right? They ran as far away from him as possible. They are in bed, of course. They, they want to keep their. They're, they're actually they're sort of vilified, but kind of they're they're sort of more mainstream, you know, as the loyal opposition. Uh, Cody Wilson's way out of that. And the three D, you know, they, they they won't touch him at all. Well, and it's a threat to gun manufacturers. If you can create your own weapon at home, why do you need to go? Sure, to the gun? you know, eventually, eventually. I mean, these things are are hardly uh, are hardly uh, you know really weapons of war at this point. They're they're right. kind of janky, but but. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Run the Jewels, uh, Killer Mike. Um, you know, he got into a lot of hot water by talking about the African American community in the United States. We're not, we're not for gun control. Are you out of your mind? Look right. at the pictures of Malcolm X. He wasn't saying, "Yeah, give up your guns." Well, at the end of the day, all, what all this is tied together is, is freedom of adult human beings and human yeah. beings in general to do what they wish, especially when it's peaceful. 
And it is peaceful. Information is not the yeah. enemy. When people actually act out violently, that is the enemy. And again, folks, we've been talking to C. Edward Kelso, a writer and editor at news.bitcoin.com. Check out his podcast, Blockchain 2025, on the Bitcoin.com podcast network. And follow him on social media all over the place. Book of Faces, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you like, whatever's your favorite <laughs> platform, anything in between. We're out of time, man. That's why I'm talking so fast. Yes, sir. It was a pleasure chatting with you, man. Uh, absolute pleasure. I'd love to have you back on the show. Uh, really to talk about uh, cryptocurrency, what's going on. I've sort of fallen behind uh, myself after getting burned a few years ago. It almost feels like that visit to the casino I made on Sunday. <laughs>